0: From the Church of the Nazarene and Mesoamerica Genesis, you're listening to the Worthless Servants Podcast.
1: Hello, and welcome back to the Worthless Servants podcast. Oh, it's great to be back with you. I say that every time, but it is, it is so good to be back with you. Um, we have a topic that is amazing. It's going to be really practical today. But before we do that, I think we need to introduce ourselves. Across from me, Emily Armstrong. Hey, everyone. To her right, AJ Fry. Hey, guys. And to my left, Natalie Franco. Hi, guys. And then to my right, Chelsea Fry.
2: Fun facts with Chelsea. Fun fact Facebook has more users than many major populations.
1: Major populations of countries, I've heard, right? Yes. Yeah. So
2: like China has one point four billion people. India has one point three billion people. Facebook has two point eight nine billion.
0: So what you're saying is if Facebook was a country. It would It'd be, be the, the most discordant. populous country.
2: Yes.
1: Hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. That is interesting. Uh, how many people are on Facebook in this room? Not anymore. Me. Because no. there's not there. There are some people that I have am. given it up, right? Oh, you are still. I
3: am. It would be grudgingly. Oh my goodness. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I tried like, to get rid of it. My family got mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> when, yeah. When I
0: say I'm on Facebook, that means I'm I get on, on Facebook like twice a year. Like I look twice at twice a year. Well, I yeah. look at Facebook twice a year. Nobody turns anymore.
2: <laughs> no,
0: <laughs> people don't get updates from me on Facebook.
1: Let me guess that one of the dates is either August eighteenth or the nineteenth when you would get on.
0: That's probably accurate. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. So
1: people that have listened to other episodes would know why. Those dates would be important. Should we tell them?
0: No, they have to figure it out. They for have themselves. to figure it out. Oh. Well, go August, back and listen.
1: August eighteenth is a very important day for this podcast studio and podcast group.
2: Well, so. for two fifths of this podcast. Mm-hmm. That's Wait, right. How many are we? Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Math's always been Chelsea's strong stu- suit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, uh, awesome. That is interesting. Honestly. Um, Can you we,
2: imagine if we prayed for all of them?
1: Th- thank you, Chelsea. <laughs> you sometimes you're better at this than I am, actually. <laughs> Chelsea has just led us into the topic of today's conversation. We're going to be talking about how to pray for missionaries, and uh, we're going to be using some different tools. But to set us up, I want to read a few quotes. R.A. Torrey says, The man or woman at home who prays often has as much to do with the effectiveness of the missionary on the field and consequently with the results of his or her labors as the missionary. I think we believe that. I think in this Amen. room we would say, hey, we can't do anything without a mighty group, a mighty uh, group of prayer warriors that is behind us, right? Mm-hmm. And then uh, there's an unnamed missionary. Uh, we know this person and where uh, he serves in this case, uh, but we cannot say that and say, and say this information because he's in a, a delicate area. Um, but he says, all movements of the spirit in this creative access country within our experience may be traced to prayer intercessory prayer support is a key thing that believers in local churches can do to support world evangelism. So every single good thing he's seen in, a, in one of the most difficult countries of the world to be a Christian and to be a missionary has come through intercessory intercessory prayer. Um, well, well, Several years ago, uh, we kind of saw a brochure called Praying for Missionaries. That's by World Team. Uh, You can look them up as well. But they highlighted seven things all missionaries need and for which people neglect to pray. So we're going to use that brochure to start us off. Uh, Emily, would you kind of tell us what are the seven things that they identified as really crucial and important for missionaries and um, things that we can pray for?
3: Number one, victory over mental stagnation. Number two, freshness in prayer and in Bible teaching. Three, guidance in how to present the gospel. Four, deliverance from the temptation of pride. Five, wisdom in relationships with other missionaries. Six, strength to overcome temptations brought on by loneliness. And seven, a saving sense of humor.
1: I know it's not great uh, episode material to just read lists, so <laughs> so let's kind of That's dive our next podcast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so let's kind of dive in, and uh, do any of these surprise you or resonate with you? Um, we have literally missionaries as a part of the Worthless Servants here in this room, uh, and Natalie, you're preparing to be a missionary, so uh, we're kind of coming from a different angle on this. What kind of hits you? What resonates with you out of these?
4: Thank you for asking, us Scott. Um, Something that I um, really jumped into my mind when I read this was deliverance from the temptation of, of pride. Probably because um, the models I've seen as missionaries are not pride. Um, actually, what I've seen is humble people. So, this is something good. I'm really happy to say that. Um, but then, um, reading this, I remember one time I was reading a book from a Nazarene missionary, actually. Uh, this book was is called, the book was called The Rocky, um, stories from a beginner missionary. <laughs> and he was saying something really interesting that uh, I think it's close to this. So pretty much what he was saying was, um, as the missionaries uh, invited most of the time to the churches or to any event, he, he can, that person can feel like elevated mm-hmm. or can be in this position of pride yep. and he was saying we need to take care of that um, of fall into that position of pride and so he was pretty much saying um, one of the works of the missionary is trying to make himself unnecessary and unimportant and not because his work is not important because it is mm-hmm. but in that way then he can Help others to grow and mm-hmm. you know to to develop their abilities mm-hmm. um and even the church grows a lot because it doesn't depend on him on the on it all the time uh so in to think in this way, I think that it's really important to pray about that yeah i
3: I agree with you because even when I read this list, that was one of the ones that jumped out to me too, but literally because it's something that I've dealt with for probably like a decade of, I think as you even become the missionary that's been serving for a long time, people look to you as somebody that is a leader people look to you as an answer giver people give to you as a vision caster and like when you're in those realms all the time it's very easy to think oh I just can do this by myself you know like I don't need anybody else and I've got this taken care of and uh, praying about it is the only thing that brings you back down to a level of like yeah, I'm human. <laughs> I'm doing this thing too, and I think um, Jesus is the best example for us of the servant leadership of Jesus Christ. Is exactly what a missionary is called to, and I know that I've been documented on this podcast of probably five times saying, but that is literally the reason why this podcast is called the Worthless Servants, mm. because missionaries so often are elevated because they give everything up. That it's like as a missionary for a church to pray, don't become prideful. Is super important because it's easy to happen Mm -hmm. very easy Mm
2: -hmm. yeah and along those lines um number seven on the list is to pray a saving sense of humor i i think those two kind of go hand in hand because so many times the way the lord has kept me humble is by (laughs) making fun of me (laughs) like i mean the life of a missionary is constantly putting you in weird situations weird to you normal for everyone else around you. And so praying that sense of humor is so important
3: Yeah, (laughs) yeah. that I
2: think a lot of people don't realize how often like I am speaking in Spanish and I know that my sentence sounds like a mixed up kindergartner (laughs) and no one understands me around me or I'm using a word incorrectly or whatever. And I have two responses. I can be prideful and be like, no, I'm right. I learned that in class and that's how you say that and and have this like upset attitude that I said something incorrectly or you can flip it and just be like, ah, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so the two kind of go hand in hand. The, the humor keeps me humble.
0: Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, that's one of the things that s- stood out to me as well as the pray for humor because I, I don't ever pray for humor for myself, but that's a good, that's a good what you're saying. One of the other things that that kind of resonated with me um was the victory o- praying for mi- victory over mental s- stagnation I think a lot of times I n- I don't know about you dear listener <laughs> but uh when I think of a missionary and i'm and I don't think of like myself or or my friends I think oh a missionary a missionary's life is always so exciting you know it's always busy and full of stuff to do. But most of us, if not all of us in this room here, we work in an office, right? And so like it's not always out giving food or clothes to the hungry and needy, right? It's not always visiting prisons and stuff like that. Um a lot of times it's on the, in the office on the computer um or making phone calls. And so sometimes that can get uh I don't want to say boring, but it can get boring, you know? <laughs> um, even, I would even say, like, even for people who, who are daily in, in, a, in a place where there's a lot of hurting and a lot of suffering, that can kind of get numb to that to that feeling. And so to pray for just to be open and awake and um, mentally aware, not mentally stagnant, is, is so important. And I found myself, especially during the pandemic, uh, just being mentally stagnant. Just like, okay, just another day. Here we are again. Let's do this again. Um, but we need we need to pray for the intentionality of being mindful of our surroundings.
4: Mm-hmm. Yes, and also something that it's really important to think about is what is behind that mental stagnation because it could be um, anxiety, panic, depression, mm-hmm. stress, um, a loss of connection with our emotions. I was reading a little bit about that, what is behind all of this. Um, and it makes me think a lot about um, about Apostle Paul when he was writing the letter to the Thessalonians in 1 Thessalonians 5.25 when he says, when he's actually asking for prayer, he was saying, brothers, pray for us. Um, and when I was reading this, uh, I was just trying to think about everything that was behind Paul's petition. Like, he's the only one who knows what he was facing, and it seems like it was not only him, the one who was facing this, because he was asking pray for us. It seems like all of them who were sharing the gospel was facing the same. So it makes me think, yeah, we, we need to pray for that as well. Mm-hmm.
1: One thing I liked about these seven is uh, they're kind of not just the standard requests, right? I mean, yeah. <laughs> a lot of times, we, I don't know about you, but it, I mean, when people say, how can we pray for you? Um, I don't even offer these a lot of times, you know, mm-hmm. um, and a lot of people just think of the pretty standard. What, what, what In fact, I'll ask you guys, what would be some standard things to pray for, for uh, th- th- you would say, the average church member would say, um, when we pray for missionaries, we pray for
3: this. Family feud, number one answer, protection. Protection. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I was going to say too. <laughs> S- yeah. Safety. If, if you survey a hundred people, a hundred people said <laughs> protection. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. Protect our missionaries. Good. What else?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Fruitfulness in ministry. Yeah,
0: right. I was going to
3: say like bringing the gospel to the people. Yeah, evangelism yeah. efforts. Yeah, but maybe more even what you're saying, like we think about the evangelistic efforts, but we don't think about the discipleship oh, yeah. right. of, right. of yeah. like oh, yeah. creating a strong national church to mm-hmm. empower a national church. But we think about reaching the person that doesn't know Jesus yeah. at all with missionary work. I think
2: I think most people who know I'm a missionary think that, like I'm standing out on the street corner every day preaching the gospel. You're not? no i think we need to <laughs> <that>. terrible, terrible <laughs> mission <laughs>
1: but these do go these do go deeper like right, i was I even like these. i was even thinking Um, wisdom in relationships with other missionaries. Mm -hmm. I think we've said this on another, it was many episodes ago, Uh, but the number one reason that missionaries leave the field is not because they failed to learn the language or they didn't really understand the culture. It's conflict with other missionaries. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's like, I'm kind of embarrassed to say that, but like, we've all lived it. You know, we've lived it on, well, you get people that are passionate about about the Lord and think the best strategy is this. And, and you have pretty strong personalities and you're going to butt heads, you know? Um, and they're all good people, wonderful people, but yeah, conflict. And then this other one, strength to overcome temptations brought on by loneliness. I mean, literally, you know, we are on an Island, right? Mm -hmm. And there are times I feel like, is anyone like, does anyone care? I mean, and I know home assignment is super important because when we go back oh, you know, people actually do care. I mean, you go to churches that are like, we've been praying for you. And you're like, really? Like maybe send us a note, you know, every now (laughs) and then, you know, and there are other, other churches that do, of course, but, um, but there are certain moments when, when a note will come and we've been praying for you and you're not alone. And it's like, yes, I mean, we're, we're not out here, you know, by ourselves, you know? And, and so I think that is a, a good way to pray.
3: Yeah, I think that loneliness factor is something that's always interesting for people to think about. And even I can think of... I, probably a dozen missionaries if I really sat and, and thought about it of that exact conversation is one of the hardest parts of being a missionary because it takes so long to create friendships and even the friendships that you create as a missionary you're almost always seen as like the leader of the friendship or you're, you're the authority of something <laughs> and like that's not how friends work you know it's like when you're friends it's this two way street and we're both learning from each other but as a missionary it's just really hard to find that that type of relationship where you're not always the authority on something. Um, so that loneliness one I think is really real for a lot of missionaries and and even something that I've talked through with a lot of single missionaries that they want to be engaged in more stuff but they just don't know how and other people want them to engage and it's a very... Um, sticky situation and if the church was truly praying that prayer request especially for single missionaries I think it would make a huge difference so like I would even say if you're listening to this and God brings to your mind the name of somebody that you know that is a single missionary serving use this prayer request for the next week and put that person's name in it and say God help them in their loneliness because I can almost guarantee you there is a moment of loneliness especially as we are in the midst of a global pandemic even more so Some of our singles have felt the stress of loneliness because there's so much isolation.
1: There is a missionary from the Christian Missionary Alliance, uh, Lisa Miriam Rorick, uh, and she teaches local churches and and just anyone, really any individual that would like to pray for missionaries, to use an acronym. I thought maybe right now would be a good time to bring that in. And she uses the acronym BLESS, B-L-E-S-S to 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 teach people and guide their prayer for a missionary or for a people group right so bless b would be body praying for the physical health and nutrition right of of missionaries l labor or their work right praying for their ministry emotions e so praying for emotional health and well-being of the missionary or the people group and then the last two S, the first S is social, praying for what we talked about earlier, like conflicts, social relationships, both within their families, but all in extended families, even they're far away from, uh, and other, other missionaries and keeping their marriage together and and fruitful. And, and then the final one is spiritual, of course, pray for their spiritual condition. She says, um, I mean, this seems pretty practical guys, right? Uh, so as missionaries and pastors, what, I mean, what would be our reaction to this? Uh, is, is this pretty helpful? Um, would you like people to pray this way for you?
0: It seems like a very all-encompassing acronym. I guess if you were to pray for each one of those things, I feel like that encompasses everything, right? <laughs> you you've covered all your bases on that one. Mm-hmm. So I I like it. I've never I've not heard that before, but I kind of like it. I'm I'm kind of the I don't know, old school mentality that like, to, to pray with an acronym like that kind of makes me cringe a little bit. But it's good because I'm also the kind of person that struggles with the idea of prayer. Um, not necessarily in the sense that talking to God, but, like, I've never been one to he- audibly hear the, the voice of God. And so prayer for me is more of a, of a constant relationship kind of thing instead of just, let's bow, I'm going to bow my head and close my eyes and then hear from God, right? Um. So I like this as a kind of directional um, instruction on how to pray for missionaries and for anybody. Really, that's. I think I feel like that's a good yeah. a, a good guide.
1: Yeah. It, the irony is like it could become rote. Oh, B. Okay. Now I'm thinking. Right. L. Now I'm thinking. But actually, I think the irony is that it it assists us to not be just like okay, I know I'm supposed to pray for the missionaries. No, mm. I guess I always keep praying for the same thing. Like, right. I don't know about you guys, but right. like I struggle with that. Sometimes I, yeah. you know, just this really general pray for the missionaries. And I'm just like, <laughs> okay. And I even fall, I am a missionary, but I even fall into the Lord. Okay, so protect the missionary, you know. Right. And, and, it's like, <laughs> right. um, and, and I think this would kind of open a few doors for me to be able to have a handle and to be able to say, okay, I'm going to go step by step through this and really pray for, you know, body, then ministry or labor, right? And then keep on going on.
3: Something that I thought about as I looked through it all is I think um, what you were just saying, Scott and AJ, that it can become something that we use this list so often that we don't know specifics and I have become a very big advocate of like praying specifically. And so you can use this and say, okay, well I'm going to pray for physical health and nutrition. But if you don't honestly know what that missionary is going through or what they need your prayers for, you know, then you still are just praying this generic general prayer of God yeah. help missionaries in their health, you know, but it's very different if you're like, Hey God, I know that this person has been struggling with sleep at night and I pray that you would rest them tonight as they, as they sl- hit their bed, that they would be laying there for three minutes and that they would fall into this really great sleep. Like that's a different prayer, mm-hmm. yeah. but it only comes because you're aware of it. And so as I was thinking, okay, well, they need to be aware that to me that creates like this two-way relationship. And I think as missionaries, we think, well, the church has to ask us all the time. The church should know about us. The church should be the one that's interested in us. However, we as missionaries need to be giving that information. Mm -hmm. And I know that our family has always been trying to like refine. So how do we share some? I mean, that's personal stuff, right? (laughs) We're talking about, I mean, in the world of health, you don't have to share anything with people because it's my information. So how do you help to share? And I know that when I live look down through some of our prayer strategies that we've really been honing over the past decade, um, We have a a team of people that get some pretty specific prayer requests from us, but we know who they are. They are the ones that typically are going to respond to us every once in a while of like, so how's this going? Or I've been praying for this, or you sent me the name of this pastor, how's he doing? Um, But then we have like a Facebook page that's a little bit, not a lot more generic. So like it's an open page and we put like just super generic information, but like when Elijah broke his arm in 2019, we put that on there and I was shocked when we went back home assignment this past year uh, how many people were like so how's Elijah's arm and it was from the Facebook post right it's not because people were emailing me all the time how's your family how's your health but then we do have like these um, maybe two or three people that know the intimacies of our family and of all of these of the the labor that we're doing and the spiritual nature of, of what we need help carrying so I think even as missionaries we need to have that prayer strategy we can talk about it from the church level of praying for missionaries but missionaries as well need to have a prayer strategy of how they're going to help the church pray more effectively.
2: Yeah, I think my my perspective on on this bless acronym is similar to Emily's. I I want if someone's going to pray for me, I want to be known. <laughs> and so like I want people to ask me what to pray for me or like we we too have a list of people that we share prayer requests with. I think this acronym is great. Like the way she's using it is she's teaching churches to pray for missionaries. And I think that's excellent. I think for that reason, this works if you're talking to the whole entire congregation and you're training them and it's a great place to start. If you're not praying for missionaries already, it's a great place to start. But Mm -hmm. I think, I think the list of seven that we talked about previously gives more depth Mm -hmm. into the life of a missionary and potentially builds more fruit into the ministry. And so maybe it's like a stepping stone. Let's start with bless, but eventually let's get to these seven principles that we are asking our missionaries. How, how is your victory over mental stagnation going? Like those, those more in depth questions.
3: And there are people that feel like God has um, called them to pray for missionaries. And we meet them all the time. You know, like we might, this past uh, home assignment that we were on, we probably were able to touch I would easily say six or 7,000 people's lives through all of the stuff that we were involved in. And um, there were maybe a dozen people that came up to us out of all the thousands that were like, I'd really like to pray for you. You know, like, like add me to that list. I want to know what's going on. And I think that God does place those burdens on certain people's hearts that um, help us. And like you were saying, Chelsea, with this BLESS acronym, I can see it like in a, um, a service of Nazarene missions. You know, like every once in a while, you'll have a evening service Service or a Wednesday or something that are like, so we're going to pray for the missionaries, like use this BLESS acronym then, you know, instead of just being like, so we're just going to generically pray, you know, teach your people to say we're going to use this B-L-E-S-S and we're going to pray and maybe even as the NMI president or whoever's leading that service. Know the specifics of one missionary, you know, and like literally connect with that missionary and say, as a church, we're going to pray these things. And you pray for 10 minutes, these things for a missionary. I think that would be super, super effective to lead a congregation in prayer for missions. I think this blast would be great. I wasn't
1: expecting to do this. Uh, I hope I'm not catching people off guard, but mm-hmm. um, I, some people. You want us are, to pray? Well, well, well. <laughs> Just but, but um, people are listening to this and are. You know, I I, share this with somebody, share this with other people. I mean, this is going to make the rounds in our region, maybe in other regions. Um, Let somebody know, first of all, about our podcast, um, but also specifically about this episode. Right. And uh, I'll pause. Emily, how can they do that if they want to get a hold of us or want to subscribe?
3: Facebook page is worthless servants podcast, and you can find us on mesoamericagenesis.org, or you can share this actual episode from the website, or you can go to Spotify and share it easily.
1: Yeah. It's on Apple podcasts, Spotify, just anywhere you find podcasts. Um, but I, what I was thinking is why wouldn't we, and this needs to be pretty, pretty brief. Uh, uh, but why wouldn't we just share kind of, Hey, if someone's listening to this, how can they pray for us? Mm -hmm. And so I'll start. Um, Really, one thing that uh, they could pray for is a balance between ministry and family. Uh, I think that balance is something we've dealt with and will always consistently deal with. You know, how do we keep on persevering and trying to change the world, but also, you know, spend time with family, not travel too much, things like that. Anybody else?
3: Yeah, I can say, um, even looking at this, it says, pray that God will keep marriages together. And one thing that we've been thinking about is our kids literally are graduating over the next uh, 24 months. And so something that I've been thinking about is Scott and my marriage will move into a new phase. We will be without children again in the house. And it's like, we're going to be learning who each other are again, and we're going to be falling in love again with like a new person. And so if you are praying for Scott and Emily Armstrong, I would love and cherish your uh prayers to continue to help us fall in love as we move into a new stage of life
0: i think for for me personally would be stress something i've been working through the last couple years is trying not to get too stressed i let usually let stress build up in my chest and that's kind of dangerous for heart attacks and such i don't think i'm at risk for a heart attack but that's just something that i've been dealing with the past couple years is the immense amount of stress and as you're listening to this chelsea and i will be on home assignment and, uh, that is a very stressful time as sometimes traveling a lot and meeting new people. And for an introvert, that's stressful.
4: So <laughs> I will say, um, also a balance between body emotion and the spiritual, I mm-hmm. think it's something really important to create yeah. about.
2: Yeah. I think for me, I'm constantly trying to seek wisdom and I second guess that wisdom all the time. So like Wisdom for my wisdom? I know that's so <laughs> silly, but, like, we have a lot of decisions in our life that no one else can make for us. And, um, for example, like, we are in the process of adoption. We've mentioned that several times, and there are decisions that are need to be made. And literally no one else can make them. <laughs> <laughs> and um, it would be very easy to just ignore it. That's my personality um, is just to turn that decision maker off completely. And I don't want to do that. So um, wisdom for my wisdom and decision making. Yeah.
1: Thank you guys. Um, and, uh, you're, you're, someone's listening to this. Thank you. Really. Thank you for praying for us. Um, there is nothing we can do without the support in prayer, um, going before paving the way. And so uh, I think we will end there, and uh, we're very thankful. This was uh, hopefully very useful and practical and shareable. I, I'm going <laughs> to say that again, share this with somebody else uh, so that we can pray for more missionaries and, um, and so more people can, can be a part of our intercessory teams. So with that, we are the Worthless Servants, and I'm Scott Armstrong.
3: I'm Natalie Franco. I'm AJ Fry. I'm Emily Armstrong. And I'm Chelsea Fry. And
1: we'll talk with you next time.
0: For more information, visit us on Facebook or at mesoamericagenesis.org.